Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the King of Cups and Zeus. Today's show will focus on the Ace of Pentacles and the history of coins. about pentacles, cards, and symbols, and all of the above, Myth Tarot Love. Welcome to Myth Tarot Love, a show about ancient stories and new-aged wisdom. I'm Biddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everybody. Hello! And welcome to a brand new suit, the suit of pentacles. Uh, Often people come to tarot and they want to know about one of two things, love or money. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, when it comes to love, we will talk about cups, and we've already talked about cups, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And when it comes to money, we talk about pentacles. There we go. And here's the brand new card. Ace of Pentacles, it brings many a happy thought. Many a happy money. Many a, (laughs) yeah, many a happy money. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay. So Ace of Pentacles, Hmm. um, when it first appears, it almost always means a new job's coming. Hmm. Um, Actually, this is probably the most common card for, for when I'm giving a reading for the person to like have a card fly out oh, of the deck. Okay. I, I often get the Ace of Pentacles flying out of the deck for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is, by the way, uh, as a tarot practitioner, if a card like falls to the ground, only one card, especially if it's only one card while the person's shuffling, that's like a really important sign normally. Yeah. Um, so I'll look at that card and be like, okay, so this card is... Um, this card is trying to say something to you as you're thinking about your question. So it's kind of like a quick answer to the question. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it'll give uh, information about how to phrase your question. Oh, okay. Right? So like sometimes someone will be shuffling the deck and then a card will fly out and it'll be like, it'll kind of answer their question for them. And they'll be like, oh, well, that now I have a new question. I'm like, good. Perfect. Oh, okay. Right? So, so it's almost like an easier way. Like, okay, like, here's your answer quickly. Yeah, here's... But, like, you have a more important one. Exactly. You have... So it's like, this was... So this is a quick answer question. Don't mm. waste your question on, <laughs> on this, this card. This yeah. is what it is. Yeah, Move pretty on. much. Exactly. Right? Um, so Ace of Pentacles, however, is often one of those cards. But this one doesn't just fall out of the deck. It kind of flies out of the deck. <laughs> like if, if someone has a, an opportunity coming to them, like a, a really exciting job, and it's like something that they're really meant to be doing, I have seen the Ace of Pentacles like fly. And by fly, I mean like it, it, it kind of jumps a little mm-hmm. out of the deck while the person is <laughs> shuffling. Um, yeah, wow. I have several examples of like people who've pulled this card and then like the next day got a job offer. Right. <laughs> now, can it does it mean a new job or can it mean a promotion in a current job? It as can well? definitely mean a promotion. Okay. It can definitely mean that. Um, what it actually means is it's not it's not always about money per mm-hmm. se. What it means is this is the opportunity for wealth. Okay. Right. So Ace of Pentacles um, often will mean jobs right um because it's a place to get wealth but it doesn't actually mean money 
Okay. Right. Um, it can say, you know, now is this is a this is a good time to start a new business. This is a new t- a good time to start a new venture. It can also mean uh, you're you're pretty fertile right now, and you should have some babies. <laughs> <laughs> Just start a new project. Exactly. Almost. It's it's the it's the coming of a new project, okay. and it's it's saying this is a really good time to plant your seeds and watch them grow. Uh, what it does not mean is quick money. Okay. <laughs> it does not mean you're going to win the lottery. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, although it might say, hey, uh, this is a good time to maybe get some lottery tickets. Mm. But it, it, the pentacles is not really a quick money kind of suit. Mm. Uh, if you want things to be quick, that's more ace of swords. Okay. So I would say more ace of swords is like, you should buy a lottery ticket. Because <laughs> <laughs> it can go good and it can go bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but the Ace of Pentacles is is more like a slow and steady wealth gain. Um, and I always think about harvest when I think about mm, pentacles. Mm-hmm. And the Ace of Pentacles is like when you've got really fertile soil, it's just rained, it's a freaking full moon, I don't know, whatever <laughs> like whatever farmer tricks you have, yeah, everything is ready to be planted. So it's that idea of abundance. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. money, it doesn't have to be in, yeah, just in general. Abundance. Exactly, and it's not promising effortless abundance either. Mm-hmm. Like when you're harvesting, there's going to be a lot of work that needs right. to get put into that. But if you do everything right, you're going to have a really good harvest because the Ace of Pentacles is saying this is a good time to plant. Right. So, so yeah. again, like not go buy a lottery ticket because that's almost the easy way to attain exactly. it. Exactly. You right. have to still work for it, but the opportunity is there. Yes, exactly, exactly. You I got, got it. <laughs> you got the opportunities are the opportunities are all ripe and ready for you. Um, yes. So, like, this is one of the reasons why I normally will see it as a job offer card is because job offers are not quick money. Right. They are the promise for a lot of work and also a lot of reward if mm-hmm. you do your work properly. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so it's, it's not saying, oh, you're going to come into inheritance. It's saying you're going to come into an opportunity to make a living, <laughs> which is often something something that we actually want more. Yeah. Um, we want that opportunity to um, to work hard and show what we've got for it. And, mm-hmm. um, but the pentacles is also not like it, it's it's hard work, but it's not. It, it's still enjoyable like the pro it's the process of the work that's right. also enjoyable right mm-hmm. um so yeah this is our, our pentacles suit i like to call it sometimes the rags to riches story okay right <laughs> so we're done with our love story and yeah now it's exactly our, rags to riches. our cops was talking about yeah that rom-com mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will it's well maybe less comedy um <laughs> I don't really know. Like, I feel like Tarot does have a sense of humor, but it really reflects on what the sense of humor is of the person. Oh, okay. I was going to say maybe it's more of like a dry or a sarcastic sense of yeah, humor. Yeah, like, like sometimes like people do laugh during a, a reading. Like someone asked a question once and they pulled like, they, they were asking something like really uh, extensive and then they pulled like the tip the tower card and I'm like if your question was a yes or no question the answer is no and they're like ha <laughs> well it wasn't a yes or no question but like it makes sense that it would be a no <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, so that's the kind of humor it has it really reflects on the humor that the person has themselves so gotcha. 
yeah, so the the cups is your your romance. The pentacles is I like to call it your rags to riches. Although in tarot, there really isn't rags. You don't really ever have like tarot doesn't really see lack of wealth. Let's just put it that way. Like in in the tarot there's always opportunity and there's always wealth available in many different kinds. Like you've got spiritual wealth, you have um, wealth in in relationships, you have financial wealth and security and like material wealth, of course. Um, and tarot kind of sees all of the opportunities that are available to you at all times. And in tarot, they would define rags, if you will, like the lack of wealth they would define that as your lack of ability to pursue it. Mm. Or maybe to perceive the wealth that you have around yeah, you. Like the lack, yeah, lack of ability to perceive the wealth, but also the if motivation. you're not, the motivation, yeah. If you're not, if you're, there's something stopping you, kind of like the, uh, the hanged man um, w- would be stopped from pursuing that wealth due to maybe psychological issues, maybe they are physical ones. Like, um, yeah, so... So in tarot, it's not so much this um, lack of wealth that's happening. It's more just like um, your perception of your wealth. And uh, in Ace of Pentacles, it's saying this is a good time to start pursuing one of those opportunities. Mm. Yeah. So Ace of Pentacles isn't really your rags part. It's more like, oh, I see this business venture. Oh, I want to apply for this job. I wonder if it's like like that spark <laughs> of the idea yeah. that will get you to to the prosperity. Or yeah, to, to it's whatever. definitely that spark. Oh, and we should talk about the actual card. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for no problem. <laughs> thanks for stimulating <laughs> that, Biddy. Um, yeah, so we have like this giant pentacle, and a pentacle is a star symbol inside of a circle. And the pentacle has a lot of meanings in in, in a lot of different cultures. Mm-hmm. In um, the Wicca culture, the pe- like the the pentagram, which is just the star part, can represent um, faith in particular, like faith in in uh, the universe. Uh, a lot of people associate an upside down pentagram with a symbol of the devil. And I need to mention that in tarot, there is. N- the, the only time a pentagram appears that it's upside down is on the actual devil card. Mm-hmm. All of the other penta- all of the other pentacles um, and the pentagrams in the pentacle. Okay, difference between pentacle and pentagram. Pentagram is the star. Pentacle is the star in a circle. Okay. I just need to clarify that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the only time you see that star upside down is on the actual devil card. It's because it symbolizes the devil. But everywhere else, it is always right side up. Okay. Um, and that's really important, too, because it, it's it's a symbol of receiving, um, receiving abundance from the divine. When you have that star, the right side up, it, it does represent, um, like being in in i'm going to say being in tune with god almost right so it is a very much a symbol of faith almost as if the cross is for christianity mm-hmm. um in other other cultures it also represents uh the, the penta pentagram can represent the five senses the material world the way we perceive the material world um and so this is one of the reasons why we I guess the tarot uses the pentacle as a symbol for wealth 
Is it, <clears throat> sorry, is the pentacles an earth sign? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So definitely. whereas like the cups were water. Yes. So in, um, there's a lot of earth symbolism that happens <clears throat> in the pentacles. I've already mentioned the harvest. And the harvest is definitely often used as a kind of metaphor, I'm going to say, for accum- accumulating wealth, right? Um, it's this, So this is very earthy. You've got a lot of, um, yeah, you've got a lot of strength in, in, in earth, if you will, from, from the pentacles. Okay. Um, although on our ace of pentacles, the, the pentacle which is appearing as a coin, if you will. I'm going to often talk about pentacles as if they were coins because the way the star appears in the circle, it's often yellow as well. And it's so it kind of represents a a coin kind of symbol. And it's being it's this great big one in the sky and it's being offered by a hand. And this is kind of saying like this is God offering you a new opportunity. <laughs> and by God, I could also say the universe or the divine, um, the spirit, right? Like this, you are being offered this opportunity from above, and it is like the hand is is just outstretched towards, uh, and it's pointing towards the right, which is mm-hmm. something I always say is um, going towards the future. So this is something that's really going to push you in the direction you need to go. And we've seen this hand before with the Ace of Cups too, right? We did, yes. Um, so if you remember, the Ace of Cups was like this opportunity from the divine to fi- like find true love, mm-hmm. right? Um, similarly, you're, this is your opportunity from the divine to find wealth. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if, uh, if the divine is speaking to you, you probably shouldn't ignore it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if it's hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> even if it's offering you something hard, you probably shouldn't ignore it. Yeah. Um, and then at the bottom of this card, you have this rose garden mm-hmm. almost. it's It kind of looks like there's a garden. Um, and I call it a garden because you have this like fence and an archway and and but the fence is entirely made up of rose bushes like climbing roses or something it's really beautiful and then if you look through the archway there's there's mountains um which is just kind of this symbol for me of like adventure and uh excitement and you know things aren't necessarily going to be all um things aren't necessarily easy on the outside but on the inside in your garden you can kind of have a little more control over everything and you can also plant the seeds that you want in order to grow so it's kind of like I see this like rose garden fence as like symbolizing um, having having a perfect spot a perfect location to plant uh, to prepare for that project mm, okay yeah um, so that's our that's our card of the ace of Pentacles there's so much to talk about <laughs> uh, so let, let's hear about the coins Okay. The history. You, you mentioned sure. that you were going to give us a history lesson on money. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I'm um, pretty excited. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be talking about ancient coins. Not really telling a tale or a story this time. It's, I guess, more of a, a history more lesson. More scholarly. This is a more scholarly <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. I'm not going to say it anyone. <laughs> but yeah, more, more of a history lesson. Um, but I find it really interesting and I got ex- excited. <laughs> I think it's also really important that we perceive, like, that we know about wealth when we're trying to pursue it, because uh, it helps 
uh, like at least like from a tarot perspective, if you're trying to understand what these cards are meaning, to know how we now interpret mm-hmm. wealth, I and think is helpful. I think so too. I think it grounds mm-hmm. us almost into that as well, into that card, into that suit. Exactly. And like, where not, do these ideas come from yeah. that rule our lives? Exactly. <laughs> and, and I was thinking too with the Ace mm-hmm. of Cups, I also talked about different cups and vessels so exactly. I'm like this works there, <laughs> and you not? posted that picture of yourself next to the yeah. the, the giant cup <laughs> giant it's on, our, it's on our Facebook and Instagram right definitely on Facebook I don't yeah. know if I posted it on Instagram? on Instagram I can yeah it's a giant pythos and I am five foot nothing so <laughs> that's just a, to we scale some, we sometimes use bitty as a measurement yes <laughs> we like oh this looks like one bitty tall yeah <laughs> Um, but that then. cup was bigger than a bitty. It was bigger than a bitty. <laughs> it was bigger than a bitty. Yep. <laughs> um, so the coins we're talking today are not as big as a bitty. They are quite small. Oh, they're bitty coins. They're bitty <laughs> coins. There we go. Um, yeah. So I'm going to talk about the origins, and then I'll give a couple examples, mostly from Greece and Rome, and then I'll talk about why coins are important for archaeologists and classicists because they are they're pretty important. Yeah, well, like, I, I know whenever someone finds a coin in a dig, it's it normally means something, right? Like It did, it does, yeah. yeah. I was going to say that at the end, but I can I can mention it now. So, yeah, basically when, when you find a coin or a coin hoard, it's important mostly in terms of dating. So mm. um, it means that whatever is in that stratigraphic layer, so that, I don't know. I'm just saying. So, like, whatever, so whatever is in, is that, in layer that layer of dirt where you found the the coins. Yes. So, yeah. say the coin dates to 15 BC, okay. random date. Okay. It means that everything in that layer dates to after 15 BC. Because if you think right. about it, you can't you can't mint a coin in the future. We don't have any you know 2020 coins in our pockets right now. So it kind of says how early, like the earliest the, possible time that 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 layer of dirt could have been exactly cool yeah. so that's like a that's a really like not like uh so you know we always hear about like carbon dating for things mm-hmm. right to know how old something mm-hmm. is but like this is an actual like social way to date something and yeah. say oh well if you have this coin there you couldn't have made it before Exactly. A certain time. That's great. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. There are there are different ways, like you said, to date. You can do radiocarbon. You can do dendrochronology, which is looking at tree rings. Yes, but sometimes you yes. don't have that available. Sometimes all you have is a coin or many coins, and it's fun, <laughs> especially if you have many coins, to be to see. Okay, not only when, what are the dates, but also where are they from? Because mm-hmm. then that can indicate where the person had traveled to and come across and oh that's true because if you have coins from many different areas you mm-hmm. know who did business with who exactly nice yeah <laughs> so you can learn a lot from coins so so one of the things why it's important is archaeologically but also even just with the images on them once we talk more about mm-hmm. the roman coins it's important too because we can look at um dating but from the images on the coin so we can see how things progressed how maybe portraiture progressed for a certain person oh even yeah um you can see their like how they age and compare them like to who was in power as well like, oh yeah, yeah definitely who was in power 
um, and what was kind of going on at that time. Who did they want to be associated with? But I'll I'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> I wonder if people from the future, like we're in Canada, right? Yeah. Um. So I wonder if people in the future are going to look back and be like, oh yes, Canada was ruled by the Queen and and by their loons <laughs> and beavers and, and by the they worshipped the beaver and the moose and the caribou. Yes, like, and the loon. Exactly. Those are their gods. And the polar bear. Totally fine. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yeah, I would love for someone to make like some mm-hmm. mythology that, or maybe there is a mythology that I don't know about. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, don't actually. That's something I should have looked at was was like our own coins, but I didn't <laughs> for the purpose of this podcast. That's okay. Just We're looking coins. at just historic coins. Yes, historic, not ones currently circulating. Correct. Yes. So <laughs> speaking of historic coins, or even just the study of coin, this will be our, our word of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called numismatics, which is the study of coins and currency in particular. Cool numismatics. Numismatics and a specialist of coins is called a numismatist. (laughs) A a numismatist. Yes. (laughs) Let's let's spell that out on our. (laughs) Well, we'll have that spelled in our description. Yes. (laughs) Numismatist. Yes. I will put that in the show notes for sure. That's a hard thing to say. (laughs) It is is not easy. I'm like new that one a coin studier coin yes person that studies <laughs> coins coin researcher mm-hmm. um so looking at the history then the use of coins began in the late 7th century bce so that's think the 600 late 600 so that would be like 625 i'm giving just a random date because mm-hmm. it, it's approximate right um in lydia which is a kingdom in western anatolia um, and these people, and the people of Lydia, they were blessed with a stream that actually carried electrum flex down from mountains, um, which is what the first coins were made out of, were these electrum. Um, but by the mid sixth century, so 500s, um, the Lydians learned how to separate the gold and silver from the electrum, and that's why they began to be issued separately. And then from there, we see gold and silver coins. And then eventually in the 5th century, we see bronze coins also coming in use. So then, like today, um, they would have different values associated with them, right? Um, And yeah, the bronze, obviously, not going to be worth as much because it wasn't as rare. Yeah, exactly. If it's more plentiful. Mm -hmm. So why was there a need for coins? Why, Why do we need money? Um, and money, I guess, to us. I ask that question often. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we even need Why money? Why do we need this? <laughs> it, and that's just it. It's just so ingrained in our culture. Yeah. It's just such a part part of it that we don't often think, okay, well, why, where did it come from? When mm-hmm. did we, you know, when we think about the past, oh, they just bartered and traded everything and it worked out great. And sometimes we still do that. Exactly. I, I definitely know, I'll, like, I have I know a community that that definitely does a lot of exchanges of work. Yeah. So it's like I'll work five hours for you if you work five hours for me. Mm-hmm. And thing. and for work that does sorry that does work very well. Mm-hmm. Where it can become an issue is when it's for products, not yeah. just for services, right? So say for instance you um, you're an apple orchard 
Farmer. Yeah, you're an apple farmer. And you, need, you only have apples. You only have apples and you need a new pair of shoes. So yeah. you go to a cobbler and be like, oh, I want a pair of shoes. How many apples You know, would it's, you like? Do you need? But what if he doesn't, he doesn't want need. or need any apples exactly. and then you can't get a pair of shoes? Or maybe he wants honey instead. So do you then trade your apples with the honey guy to then get the shoe? And it just becomes a, a lot more complicated. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. How many, you know, again, how much is this worth? versus this and so it just becomes more of an issue yeah so instead they wanted something that like everyone wants exactly so it's more of like it's a standardized way to measure how much things are worth and then so that's why everyone wants money yeah (laughs) so it was just to make things kind of simpler in that sense Hmm. um so then it was not until the 6th century, so again, 500s BC, that the Greek city-states began issuing coinage. Hmm. Um, and they were always marked with a distinctive motif, so depending on, on where they were made. Yeah. Um, so, for example, one of the most well-known coins um, is the drachma, which was made in Athens. Um, and it would have had Athena, excuse me, or the head of Athena on one side, and on the other side it would have an owl. Um, there's a very famous one too that has an owl and an olive tree and um, oh cool which are also symbol nice. like both of, of those are, are symbols of Athena as well right? um yes yeah uh, Athena in association with Athens especially with the olive tree because she the myth is that she gave them an olive tree and that's yeah. why she became the patron um, goddess of Athens right and where they got their name from Athens and Athena um, makes sense, makes sense. Yeah. So the drachma, is that what people would place on the eyes and stuff at, when they died? That's a good question. I don't know if they would do that or or, or a different coin. Hmm. That's a very good question. I think that's a story sorry, that we might be... Know. No, that's okay. <laughs> I think that's actually a story that might fit with one of our cards for the pentacles. Oh, perfect. Well, then, yeah. yeah. Then so we will future. hear about that story later. That's future yeah. Biddy's problem then. Yeah. <laughs> that's future Biddy's problem. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so um, the drachma was made of silver, um, and the name itself actually derives from a Greek word. Uh, oh, no, I did that wrong. Drasomai, okay. um, which means to grasp or I grasp. Ooh. So that's kind of cool that it's like I'm holding a coin. So the, the name for coin in, in Greece... Right? The drachma, this particular one, yeah, yeah. just me- means I grasp, I, I hold. Cool. Yeah. I like that because I kind of see the Ace of Pentacles and the hand holding the That's coin. That's true. Right? It's kind of like a, it's kind of like they're holding yeah. the drachma. There we go. <laughs> um, and it was because of good old Alexander the Great that the drachma was used in many Hellenistic kingdoms in the Middle East. And so it was used for a very, very long time. Um, but moving on to Rome, um, and the manufacture there of Roman coins began in the 4th century BCE during the Roman Republic. So this is rather late when you think about when the first coins were being made. This is almost like 300 years later. Um, but they, they, they did come to it eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the Romans also had a variety of of coins including gold silver bronze um and copper and one that i don't want to pronounce (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of crazy it took them 300 years to make money yeah i guess for from the time it was invented Mm -hmm. to the time they decided they really needed it. yeah i'm i'm apologize my roman history isn't quite as good but i i feel like they must not have needed it as much for trade or Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Maybe they had they something had other everyone, systems. Yeah, maybe they had something everyone wanted anyways. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, so what I find actually interesting, or most interesting, about these coins happens in the imperial period, which is a time of the emperors. Mm. Um, so here we start seeing more of the portraiture of living people on coins. And this is starting with Julius Caesar, which is a bit, a little before the imperial period. Um, but before this time, coins mostly had mythological tales or their ancestors on them. Um, but now we we're seeing portraits of the emperor on the coins. Um, and this was important because it was a means of kind of disseminating information across the empire. So, for mm -hmm. instance, who is the emperor? What do they look like? Um, so, so it's kind of like making a picture important, like giving his... So that if he were to walk around, they would recognize they him? They would actually know who it is. And you have to think yeah. about it, too. The Roman Empire was massive. So this coin would be used not only in Rome, but throughout the empire. And so it's a way of being like, hey, who's your who's your king? Yeah. <laughs> not king, emperor. But back in the days when politicians didn't have Facebook. Exactly. <laughs> you have to get you have to get your propaganda out there somehow. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Show your face in in some way rather than just being a name. Yeah. And especially because yeah, a lot of people were illiterate too, so they would have the name of the emperor on there, but you'd also have the face, which is just as important. And then oftentimes they would also be associated with a divinity, um, too. So again, kind of mm -hmm. to, um, I can't even think of the word, but to connect themselves with the divine and with... Yeah, I, I, so they would sometimes be associated with, like, one of the gods, like, mm -hmm. so, like, they would pick a god to, to identify with. Yeah, and they would, so they would have an image on one side of them and on the other side of the god or goddess. All right. Yeah. So, again, that good old propaganda. So, if you go against me, you go against Athena herself. Yeah. Or, well, Minerva in that case. But, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, that's all I had left. Yeah. So, a special connection to their to their particular divinities. Um, and I already talked about why it was important. So, that was mostly what I was <laughs> going to go over then for the coins. I also probably... Good, you're making good time. I am. I went yeah. through that rather quickly. Um, but yeah, I was thinking I'll put on, I'll post some pictures of different coins to you on the Facebook page just to give an idea of kind of what what we're talking about. And Yeah, like, you know, coins are the kind of thing that we just use and then forget about, but mm -hmm. they're actually really fascinating in the way they've changed. I know my grandfather used to have this coin collection mm -hmm. and he had coins from hundreds of years ago and so and you know i've inherited this coin collection and it's, still, it's so cool to go through it and see all the the way it's progressed and those are you know even the coins that are hundreds of years old are still um like so much newer compared to these even more ancient coins <laughs> that you find coins. in digs yeah did you ever find a, a coin when you were digging mm -mm. no um, there, so where I was digging, it was, oh goodness, 1600 BC. So it was the Bronze Age. So they, oh, they didn't have coins they yet. Have coins. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. The coolest thing that we found there was, um, a piece of linear uh, A, linear A script. So very old writing, basically <laughs> undeciphered writing. So that was the coolest part, I think of, of that. But 
Anyways, fantastic. Anyway. <laughs> um, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I guess that brings us to the end of our show. Yeah, it looks that way. Um, yes, so if you would like to support the show, as always, <laughs> we like to say it, um, please tell a friend and spread the word. Um, if you'd also leave us a review on iTunes, it helps more people to find the show, and it's quick and easy to do. And I actually got a message from someone that they just found it on iTunes that way. Just looking up tarot so by looking up tarot yes oh great so having yeah. those reviews is what really helps to bump us up and yes, please help us please help please help <laughs> um and we also again have our facebook group and instagram page we are at myth tarot love and um on the group and and on the instagram we post our weekly tarot forecast so we're still doing that which is a lot of fun yes um and we're playing around with doing so as videos mm-hmm. as well now so get, definitely have to check that out so what do we got next week next week we're talking about the two of pentacles mm. which is uh i think one of those area times of in life when uh We're just trying to do it all. (laughs) So we'll talk about the Two of Pentacles a lot more next week. Um, Do we have any stories associated with it yet? Um, Nope. I think think there's lots of stories that could probably fit um, definitely at the beginning of a rags to riches story. Definitely, yeah. (laughs) Making it, not making a choice. It's more... Well, there are choices choices. to be made, yeah. We'll talk about more. We'll do this. Yeah, we'll do that next week. Stay tuned. (laughs) Um, yeah. Okay. So for our final words of this week's show, we're going to talk, uh, once again, give a quote from the American Tarot Association. And it is this, keep your feet firmly planted in the earth and let your common sense and your intuition guide you to success. about pentacles, cards, and symbols, and all of the above, myth, tarot, love.